coming off the top of the cage. It is the top of the cage podcast. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant, Justin Juice Cannon. Howdy, Juice. Welcome to a new week. Hello, brother. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? All right. Let's just jump right into it, man. Well, actually, before we uh, go on our slate of topics, I just want to shout out a mutual friend of ours. We do a fantasy wrestling league with. He is the commission of that, currently in first place. He's also an aspiring pro wrestler, Matt Mears. He has his debut match this Friday, the day that this releases. At Chaotic Wrestling, the show will be in Tuxbury, Chaotic Wrestling Station out in North Andover. You'll be able to see it, the event on Twitch probably like a week later or a week and a half later. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, go Matt. Give him a show, man. I'll be supporting you because I'll be there. And uh, Billy will be supporting you. Just not, he'll be supporting you from afar with a loving heart. For sure. I've known Matt for quite a while. He is definitely made for the world of wrestling. He's a big fan, big on himself, big personality, good athlete. Those are the things you want in a wrestler. I think that he will do very well and is going to make the wrestling world a better place. So shout out, Mears. We hope you do well. We don't hope you break a leg. We hope you break somebody else's leg. All right, let's jump into it. So... Usually we do the segments towards the end of the podcast. We're going to switch things up on you a little bit. We are going to start off with a segment, which we like to call the Young Stud Studette Spotlight. Where we let superstars under the age of 29 shine. And once again, Juice, you have brought somebody to the table that I am not familiar with. I did Delmi Exo. She's uh, 25. She's a tag team wrestler, been a shimmer champion. She showed up at Ring Honor. She showed up at Impact. Her tag team partner is actually Vox. They are both from Providence, Rhode Island. They show up in Beyond. They show up in Limitless Wrestling. I'm pretty sure they've shown up in a chaotic. Maybe not. No, I. Vox has, I think. Not sure about Dalmiaxa. But Dalmiaxa is really young and talented. I wasn't sure about Vox's age, so I used uh, EXO because uh, Vox is a slightly more well na- more well known name, despite them being a tag team. Very good tag team. I learned about them in an Impact like tag team tournament for the Knockouts tag title belts like a year ago. Also doing research for our podcast, I've stumbled upon them too because the Sea Stars, their tag team, has wrestled MSP. That was one of the matches I watched when um, we prepared for MSP, and I was very impressed with them. They're very good. I mean, obviously, MSP was impressive because they're awesome. I I felt the vibe. But I also felt the vibe with the C-Stars. The C-Stars are good, especially EXO. EXO has a – well, both of them. I'll shout them both out because I'm pretty sure Vox is under 29. But (laughs) I'm cheating here. Domi EXO and Vox are going to be my spotlight – Definitely a great uh, future tag team, women's tag team to watch. Both individuals, as individual women wrestlers, are young, talented wrestlers to watch. And they're very easy to find on YouTube, both of them. Very easy. They have a lot of matches in there. 
Looks like we're going to have to look up more Delmi XO matches. Then. She sounds like she's very interesting, her and her tag team partner. I will for sure get more educated on these young studs because I feel like at some point we're going to run out of young studs. I got to start finding more. <laughs> However, this is a young stud that has gotten some spotlight, has recently been growing a lot in their fame, their name, their claim. And that is Wheeler. Utah, who has been seen recently with Best Friends, teaming up recently with Orange Cassidy on the Black Friday, uh, AEW Rampage against Bobby Fish and Adam Cole, also has been doing very well in Beyond, recently got a win over Tracy Williams, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, first time seeing Tracy Williams in action, I was very impressed with him as well. Sorry. But yeah, I think Wheeler's doing great right now, honestly. You know, not just even in AEW, but also uh, on the independents as well. If you guys haven't been watching Beyond Uncharted Territory, he's been doing very well there. Recently got a win over over Max Caster a few weeks back. Also recently just teamed with Tracy Williams and got a win. So you guys should check out Wheeler Yuta. Also had a match back in early November against Jeff Cobb at uh, Reverse the Curse for Beyond. And Juice and I were both there. And that was also a really fun match. If you guys like kind of seeing a, a high flyer, more flashy style going against the in-your-face big meaty man, that's a match for you. That was really, really good. Yeah, that was fire. Wheeler is a great one. Oh, I love him so much. I really hope we can get him on the pod one day. He seems like such a nice dude. And I love being the elite. I love him on... AW, love them even more in the indies because there's a lot of great talent in the indies. A lot of guys that and girls that we haven't seen. But when I think of the top people in the indies, some of them are, it's hard to still call them the indies because they now have like AW contracts now. But I'd say Wheeler Utah is up there. He's in the top five. Blake Christian, uh, Danny Garcia, especially Garcia. Garcia and Christian, I'd say those are the two kings. Wheeler Utah's right there. JD Drake's another one. I'll just stick with us four <laughs> for now. Because I didn't say any ladies, and there's plenty of ladies. Uh oh, Masha Slamovich, too. She's 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 all over the place. She's great. I think I might some people are like, oh, that's your five. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know everyone, but I'd say, yeah, those five are definitely up there. They're signed that's a lot of them are signed with like AW or Impact right now. And uh, Wheeler is very impressive. I don't think that's one that people would have a problem with. Him, Danny, and Christian. Everyone's probably like, oh, yeah, that's that's fine to have in your top five or ten indie guys. Uh, Wheeler is incredible. We saw him and Jeff Cobb. That's the first time I saw Wheeler uh, wrestle live. And he impressed the hell on me. I was rooting for Cobb because I love, I love me, Jeff Cobb. I love me, my big meaty men, too. And I was cheering for Cobb, but uh, Wheeler really showed out, and he always shows out. He seems like a really genuine person, a guy that's really easy to root for. I, I hope that he does become an upper card one day, because I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Like, I'm really, every time I see him and learn more about him, I love him more and more. Like, he's, I think he might be my favorite best friend. I used to be an OC, and I still love OC, but I'm really loving uh, Willa Utah and Trent's awesome, but... Yeah, Utah's the man, man. I went up to his booth when I was waiting in line to meet Ruby Soho. By the way, didn't get to meet Ruby Soho that day. Completely understand the situation, but I'm still sad. I would have loved to meet Ruby. 
and we were just i i just happened to be standing next to his booth and i just kind of started shooting the shit with him uh he had a picture for autograph of him doing a neck bridge and i asked him pretty straight up i was like wheeler i got a question for you he's like what's up man i was like i just want to know how hard it is to do a neck bridge and he was like you know it really isn't that hard the hardest part is getting on your toes because in the, in the picture he's on his toes he's like that's the hardest part to me he says not even the next strength he goes i got next strength for days <laughs> i was like true 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 and then I asked him for a picture. I said, you know, I want to I want to pay for a picture. He was like, no, man, you don't got to pay for a picture. Let's just take a quick selfie or something. And then we got a couple of quick selfies. In. Wheeler is definitely super cool, has the makings to be a star. And I, I truly hope nothing but the best for him. And I'm very happy to highlight him tonight on our Young Stud Spotlight. And we'll just continue right along with the segments starting the show as we no longer I can say that this is a reoccurring segment because we've officially got an episode without it on it. And that is PJR push job release. By the way, you should let us know if you have any better names for PJR, because recently we've been doing a lot of reflecting about the releases and we don't really like having the word release in the name of this. We barely even like having the word job in the name of this. So if you guys have any ideas for what we could rename this again, it's kind of an FMK style game and push job release was kind of like the three things we could think to correlate, but out of respect for the biz, we would, we would, we were considering a name change. So if you guys have anything good, you should let us know on social media. Yeah. Or even just DM us on Instagram or Twitter. I'll give you those handles right now. Do I will get the social media plug out of the way. Twitter. Capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, T O T C, underscore, P O D, all lowercase. Okay, let's let's do it. So, getting into our tonight's push job release, we both brought interesting ones to the table, where it's the same person but different characters. Yours, a little less gimmicky than mine, but I think we'll start off with mine. And I am saying, out of the three, who would you push? Who would you job? Who would you release? Mankind, Dude Love, Cactus Jack. <laughs> it is kind of a tough one because you really have to, I, I think I have my answer, honestly. I, I'm just going to straight up say it because I, I know exactly what I'm going to do. For release, I'm going to release Dude Love. Because as much as Dude Love was like fun and hip and jive and had great theme music, he just never really was over as much as Cactus Jack or Mankind was. And whether that was a tributation to Mick Foley or the character or the times, I just have to say that Dude Love, honestly, out of my three faces of Foley, might be my least favorite. I love, I love it. I, I, I'm not saying I have no interest in the character at all, but compared to the three, I just think that the other two were better from an in-ring character and just overall success standpoint. And someone in two characters, I think I could build more character or build more matches and build more story out of. Which brings me to my job. I'm going to say Cactus Jack. Purely because I would want Cactus Jack in that role of 
being the mid card bruiser, you know, he'd get you in a hardcore match. He'd be the guy that puts you to the next level, you know, kind of think of it like the Randy Orton match kind of think of it like his matches with triple H's cactus Jack, you know, they were just brutal, brutal matches, just kind of helping elevate guys. He would never get above getting that championship, but that's why we're pushing mankind because mankind was that character for McFoley. Mankind was the one that caused the Monday Night Wars to flip because Eric Bischoff told everybody on WCW television, you go change the channel because Mick Foley's about to win the WWE Championship. And little did he know that people fucking wanted that. People fucking wanted Mankind at that time. Mankind got thrown off Hell in a Cell, broken in half, got right back up, flipped over by The Undertaker. Maybe it was a choke slam. I don't actually remember. Broke through the cage cell. Wasn't supposed to happen. Broke the ring. Wasn't supposed to happen. And he still got up and finished the match. That's an attribution to McFoley and himself. But the character Mankind, Boil Room Brawl, Halftime Heat, those, those segments aren't as great as they are without it being Mankind. Without it being McFoley's sadistic, McFoley's twisted, dark persona. And I think in wrestling, twisted dark personas do very well. And that's why Mankind would be the one to be pushed out of the three faces of Foley. I love that you picked the three faces of Foley because Mick Foley is, uh, he's one of my all-time favorites, a lot of all-time favorites, but he's definitely way up there. So I got back in wrestling a few years ago, but when I was a kid, I did like it. The match that really got me hooked when I was a kid was Mick Foley versus Edge, WrestleMania, and just with those spots, the flaming table, all of it. So Mick, Mick means a lot to me. Even watch more of his matches when I got back in the wrestling a few years ago. I'd push Mankind because I agree with everything you said. Even just his vignettes, just the rats. It's just great. Uh, he's awesome. I love the Mankind character. I would job do love because I think a comedy character is a good mid car, a good gatekeeper, and just. I, love, I always love the dude love character. That's just such a fun character. Uh, I would release Cactus Jack. Is that really hard? I'd rather just push all of them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one has to go. I think I'd, I'd go with Cactus Jack. But it's definitely a tough choice. I think it, the answer would change in what type of company I'm running as well. If I'm running like a New Japan type of company or like a ECW type of company, then Cactus Jack would stay. But I think my company would be closer WWE in the middle of WWE and AEW. Because AEW has that hardcore elements too. So I could use Cactus Jack, but I'd probably lean a little more WWE in my life direction. That's my answer for that. That was a good one. We can just transition right to mine. I use three faces of Sting. Sting has a lot of different characters. I, I got it from a list. Cultaholic has like a list of best faces of Sting. And I used the top three. Uh, number one was the Crow Sting. Then the late 90s, Surfer Sting. And the Hooligan Sting, which is the AW Sting. I would release AW Sting. I would job Crow Sting. Oh, yeah, that's, I know, that's spicy. That's a spicy take. But I've always been a Surfer Sting guy, dude. Or not always been, because I really got into watching Sting matches like, a couple years ago, going in that deep dive on, net, on the network and stuff. And in the pandemic, I had a lot of time. I just watched like Nitro and like 
other WCW stuff and old WrestleManias. And I really like Surfer I go Surfer Sting as my push. That's who I'm going to top card. I love the look. I love the character. This is a different type of Sting from the rest of Sting. I don't know. I kind of like that more lively, upbeat Sting for some reason. I know that's a hot take, but that's my take. I think that's interesting. I'm going to go in a completely different direction than you. So I am going to release Surfer Sting. Again, love the dark twisted, love the sadistic, love love a character with an edge on him, especially in wrestling. Not that I don't like Surfer Sting. I personally don't really have a big affiliation to Surfer Sting. I myself have never gone back to watch WCW that far back in its history. I have definitely seen the emergence of Crow Sting seen you know wolfpack sting seen the evolution of sting kind of more towards the end of the 90s because i i am a big nwo guy so you know seeing the whole sting versus nwo story arc was definitely something that you know i wish i could have been more a part of during its inception so with that in mind i am going to be jobbing hooligan sting Because I feel like Sting kind of is in that role right now where he is just helping everybody else. I feel like, you know, we don't have to really get him on too many matches. And every match he's going to be in, he's going to lose, at least for me, because I would want him to be pushing other talent. I mean, maybe I give him a good squash. Maybe I give him, you know, like a hard fought match. I think that I would have Hooligan Sting be the one jobbed. And then that brings me to my favorite Sting, Crow Sting in the Rafters Sting, Sting with the retractable baseball bat. There is nothing like, there is nothing like Crow Sting. Nothing like the inception of the Phantom of the Opera sort of character hung out in the Rafters with the face paint. was very ominous. Intentions were always really unknown beloved by the fans and and not only that great worker no matter what era of sting maybe not current sting just because he is a little bit older but any era of sting can do so well in the ring and gets over just from character work and from in-ring work so i'm gonna have to push crow sting job hooligan sting and release surfer sting Y'all listen. What would you do? Comment. DM us. Big news about one of the greatest wrestlers currently of all time. Just kidding, but he is amazing. I love him so much. Dan Housen got the green light to put weight on his leg. Uh, get him back. I need him back. So what does that mean for him? What's next? So I think I've said this on a past podcast, or maybe I just said it private to Billy. But I think Dan Housen the AW is just, it's inevitable at this point. I think it would, I think it would be really short-sighted of Tony Khan not to sign. And a big contract too, because the amount of ass boy chance or or a Pepsi Man posters, or just any Danhausen related posters or or chants at AW shows. It, it's almost every episode, if not every episode, at this point. The AW crowd are all very familiar with. Him. They love him. 
that pop, I think, would be a pretty uh, one of the biggest pops of a debut in AEW history. Like, it would it be as big as CM Punk's? No. Would it rival it? I think. So. I think it. I think it would get quite the reaction. I'm not just saying this as a Danhausen fanboy. It's just obviously the AEW crowd love him already, and he's not even there. He hasn't shown up yet. He's injured too. And even if they sign him before he comes back from injury, and just have him as like a manager or something, or like it's just like a goofy bit, the cast is off. And he has a brace and he can just walk out and just throw his teeth in someone's face or like punk needs help, punk's gonna attack, and then suddenly Dan comes out and it's like <laughs> I, I love it. I definitely need me some Dan has an AWS. That's what's next for him when he gets greenlit. Or even even earlier, like he doesn't have to wrestle. Like I said, he can commentate, he can manage whatever they need him to do, he can do it. He's more of a character, anyways, than a in-ring performer so you don't really need him before, before ready to go to sign him. so tony khan give him that fat contract <laughs> do it yeah tk what are you doing now i i agree with you i think i would like for him to just kind of continue to do some indies though i know he's doing i think three appearances and then he said that he's stopping for a while i believe i saw him post that on social media the day of our recording and Good for him, though. I'm sure it's probably been pretty tough on his body to have his bionic leg put in place. And I just hope that for the person behind Dan Housen that he, uh, you know, is in a great spot mentally. You know, I know that's a tough injury for some people. It could be career ending, career threatening, at least. And I feel like Dan Housen still has a lot to give to the wrestling world, even if he is, you know, God forbid, not that we ever hope for this, but. God forbid that the leg injury does come back or, you know, gives him problems. I feel like he has set himself up comfortably enough to just be a character. And again, characters work. Very nice, very evil. I I really don't see him going anywhere besides AEW or just continuing to work independence and being the biggest independent name that there is right now. I also just love how he just continuously memes on somebody like cm punk and gets answers and gets plenty of responses and then sits next to him at a at a wrestle festival like that i think that's telling in itself literal wrestling god cm punk getting put at a table next to dan house soon to be wrestling god wrestling devil i guess i should say where would you i know we don't have a fantasy booking segment on this seg on this podcast but where what would you uh what would you do for him? just give us a basics little little synopsis so there's a few ways you could do this you could pair him with cm punk and do a little tag team feud to begin but i think i'd go a different route i'd go another route there's a little twitter react interaction between these two Dan Housen has a thing with MJF, even merch. And um, <laughs> I would have MJF just with the pinnacle and be like, I'm recruiting. He's like, we're thinking of recruiting, but you got to be uh, better than everyone but me and blah, blah, blah. And then Dan Housen comes out. He's like, hello, it's me, your very rich, very famous friend, Dan Housen. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I hate it. MJF is just like, I hate you. Go away. Never never Dan Housen's okay so that's a maybe <laughs> and just 
it's constant like backstage harassment of Danhausen of MJF and just stalking and just it it could be an overlap feud. So like MJF is kind of feuding with someone else, but Danhausen's having a comedy bits with him on the side. And then once MJF's main feud is over, then you transition fully into full attention on Danhausen. And it's kind of just a goofiness feud. I know some people are like, well, MJF, that's one of the top guys in AEW. That's a weird feud to have him. But I think having Dan Asen feud with a guy, a character like MJF, and a guy that can go in the ring and look, make anyone look good, it would help put Dan Asen even more over than he already is. And I think it would just be really fun. I think the creative work that both of them could do together would just be almost unparalleled and just be a fun, crazy ride. And just, I think the I'm better than you gimmick blending with Dan Hazen's just, Dan Hazen that has like 10,000 gimmicks in one would work perfectly. So then I think that's how I would book, book Dan Hazen to start with MJF in a very comedic feud. But it would get a little heated at points too, but mainly on MJF's end, not really Dan Housen's end, because that's not how Dan Housen operates. I think that I would definitely tune in to television if that was what I would be seeing. All right, Juice, and we are going to move to our last topic tonight, a little bit of a short episode here this week. This is something that I have mentioned previously before on the podcast, and uh, everybody I talked to about it told me, Bill, give it time, give it time, give it time. Well, we've given it time now, and I still feel the same way. And I don't know if you do, so that's why we're talking about it now. Should we just make Becky Lynch a face again at this point? I mean, the crowd literally cannot seem to boo her. Like, she is almost forcing the crowd at this point to boo her. And they still cheer for her no matter what. Like, she has to work throughout the night to get the crowd to boo her. At some point, you have to realize it's there. You have to realize in a company where, let's be honest, WWE is a a little stagnant in the women's division right now. I mean, in a a company where you need that number one top star, like, I get it. Big time Vex. I'm big time Bill. I get the character. Becky stole the character from me. It's no big deal. It just makes no sense. She can still be that and be a face. She just doesn't have to do the bad guy tropes. I don't know. Like, to me, it just makes no sense. I I just wish they would make her a face. Crowd would be happy. The internet would be happy. I feel like the internet also is is like this at this point, too. It's like, they don't want to boo Becky. Nobody wants to boo Becky. I don't think anybody's ever wanted to boo Becky. I don't know. What do you think? Do you you think they should just make her baby face at this point? I kind of like her as a heel, but you're right. It's tough to really believe in her being a heel when she's still getting crowd cheers. In the beginning, I mean, she's really good at turning the crowd around into those boots when she needs to, which is all the time right now. (laughs) I think it's going to come naturally because her turning into a face. Because I think Liv Morgan will beat her day one. And Liv Morgan has supported the fans. And maybe that will, I, I think that's a gift wrap storyline for Becky to turn into a face and then, you know, have her maybe go away for a couple of weeks, just like two weeks, not even long. And then Liv is starting the feud with someone else, like a dewdrop, 
or you turn Bianca Belair heel or something like that. That those are just hypotheticals. I'm not saying that's what should happen. But like Liv's feuding with someone, maybe maybe to Carmella or Vega. I think that would be good because then it's a two on one situation. And she's gonna attack, and then suddenly Becky Lynch's music drops. She comes out, and uh, Carmella and Liv and uh, Vega are like, "Oh, help us beat her up!" and she give her like a kendo stick or something like that. Becky's about to hit Liv, stops and swings around and hits them and just turns face and was like. You know, that that big time backs, that wasn't me. This is me, the person who fights, you know, stuff like that. And she turns face again. She was like, you know, when I left, I supported Liv. Now that she finally beat me, you know, I'm actually happy for her and I can't, I can't, you know, harass her anymore and stuff like that. And just a natural turn back to face backs. And it allows Liv to just move on from Becky Lynch and not just, do rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch, which is why the women's division is stagnant because WWE's women's division is stacked. It is very, AEW marks going to be mad, but it's vastly superior. AEW's women's division has improved, but, but let's be real. The upper card in the AEW women's division doesn't even hold a candle to the upper card in the WWE women's division. And, um, like, I love Britt Baker, and she is a star, but I'd say the top five in WWE are vastly superior to her. That's just my opinion. I think Britt Baker is tremendous, but like I said, I mean, you give me Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, even Bianca. I feel like I'm missing someone. Yeah, those five us take over uh, Brit. About Oscar, I think so too. I th- I think so as well. EO, that's six. EO, no, not EO. Close. In in ring standpoint, yes, time close. But as a total package, no, because Brit's character work is really good. Yeah, I mean the Brit stuff. That's a, that's a discussion for another day because there's other people I probably take <laughs> over her in WWE as well. <laughs> I shouldn't get into it because I do love Brit. Brit's really good. I'm not trying to shit on her. She's probably my second favorite woman in AEW. Maybe third. Maybe second or third. She's up. I do like her. It's just, I think WWE and NXT has a superior women's division. I think Impact does too, to be honest. That might be a little hotter, but I've also seen that take before on the Reddit and the Twitter. I'm getting off track. I want to keep being off track. I heard you mention Dewdrop earlier. And another thing, another just random news topic I saw today. WWE has filed for the trademark for Piper Niven. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> to get back to her normal. <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree with that. And I know, again, this is a little off topic, but Jesus fucking Christ, what kind of name is Dewdrop? <laughs> It, it just became funny, so ridiculous that I liked it as, of like, a joke. Like, it wasn't, like, as bad as Shorty G. Like, Shorty G I just despised. Shorty G was a rip. I'm fully convinced on that. This company names. <laughs> just to wrap, up, to wrap up the main point we're making here, I, I do think that it's time for Becky to be a face again. Just let, let her be the face of the company again, man. It, it's not hard. It's not, it's not going to be too hard. It, it really won't be. 
Mm. I do want her to be a face, but I don't know a face company anymore. I mean, she'll always be one of the top stars and top acts, but I kind of like them trying to. I would like to put Liv, Bianca Belair, put try to put them in the spotlight more and make like the Baileys and the Bianca and Sasha's and the Becky's lift them up and the Charlotte's lift them up because they've had their time. I'm not saying don't ever give them belts again because Becky should hold the women's titles at least a few more times in her career. She's still very young. It was a long career. Bailey, Bailey's our girl. So like definitely want to see her with plenty of titles too. But I think the next couple of years should be highlighting the Bianca Belairs, the Liv Morgans. I mean, there's the Dakota Kai's, which who's I've, I've just kind of turned completely over on her. I know you say I don't like her, but I kind of, I kind of, every time I watch her, I kind of start to like her more and more. So I kind of like her now. That's character progression. Yeah, I don't, I don't try to stay stubborn with character. Like you, you can turn me if you do something that really impresses me. Like I used to hate Roman Reigns, but tribal chief Roman Reigns has made me turn on Roman Reigns. Now I'm like, yeah, I, I acknowledge the tribal chief. Like just do something different. And if I like it, then it'll turn me and I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong about it. No, I completely agree. I feel like wrestling, the thing about wrestling is you have to keep an open mind just because of how frequently characters change, things change, things change, pal. Yeah, I I agree. I fully acknowledge our tribal chief. He is the head of our table here at the Top of the Cage podcast. Salute to the chief. Mm, One last thing I want to say going back to the women's division, and then we can wrap it up. One person that I really want to see pushed as a wrestler and be a champion, and I think, even though she's on Smack, well, she's kind of on both brands. She's not really a wrestler, even though she's starting to wrestle again. But um, Sony Deville, I wanted her to win the Rumble like a year ago, <laughs> and I still want her to. I think She's the best. I've said this before on the podcast. I think she's the best promo in the women's division. But up there and overall, in my opinion, I think she's that good in the mic. Her character works great. You give her any storylines, she turns into gold. And every time she's on TV, my eyes gravitate to her. Like, I want to see what she does because I think she's that damn good. In the ring, I think she's underrated. I don't think she gets the time to really get this like star and her style is not the most like beautiful style of wrestling it's technical and kind of just well i mean technical is really good but i'd say like a a more chain wrestling kind of technical kind of like it can be slow really slow but her character work and just promos really make up for it and it can it can still be good because she's very strong and great athlete and yeah, that's the person I like to see up the card. Someone you live, someone that Becky can put over too. I'd love to see. I, Sonia and Becky is actually a feud I really, really want going. And I, I'd, I'd want Becky to be the face. So that goes back to how this all started. Turn Becky face, have the two feud. Sonia's kind of both brands right now, so it works. So yeah. As we come crashing down to the mat, 
on this episode of Top of the Cage. We just want to say thank you again so much for tuning in. Make sure y'all are liking, sharing, following the pod. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. We'll shout you out. That's a guarantee. Make sure y'all are checking out our social medias. Juice Lounge with the people on our social medias one last time before we end here. Yeah, Twitter. Capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, a little more active on there. T-O-T-C underscore P-O-D, all lowercase letters. Check us out. Interact with us. And that's uh, that's it for a little social media plug with the Juice Man. All right, everyone. And again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.